Hey, how are you guys doing today? Doing all right? Um, how are you guys doing today? All right, awesome. It's a beautiful fall weekend. I'm so glad that you're here. Worship, you guys in the room, those of you who are online. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Daryl Holden. I'm one of the pastors here, and um, it's really good to be with you. I love these fall series that we do. I'm really grateful for the opportunity that we have to be together and to um, join together in this alignment. So this is a great chance for us to kind of hear where God has us, where he's gonna take us next individually and as a church. And so it's gonna be a great next six weeks or so. We're calling this series Remember. Because in this series, we're gonna talk about some things that are really important for each one of us to remember. Uh, we're gonna talk about some things maybe that you already know but might need to be reminded of. And so we're gonna hold on to those things. And we're gonna talk specifically about the impact that these things could have in your life and in my life individually again and the impact that it could have on us together. So as we launch this series, really in this first weekend, what I'd like to do is I would like to talk with you about the importance of getting out of your spiritual comfort zone. We all have a, we all have a comfort zone that we hang around in, that we fight for sometimes, that we, we do everything we can to stay in that comfort zone because Rest, comfort, peace, ease, like all those things are really important to us. So if you were to do a Google search on comfort zone, you'd find so many motivational articles and speeches and about, about the importance of leaving our comfort zone. So it's not new information to us that we have a comfort zone. It's not new information to us. Actually, that's a good thing to get outside our comfort zone but I'm not sure we think about it very often in our spiritual lives, because when we think about our spiritual life, that idea of comfort, is, it's a positive thing for us, that you would have a place of comfort and peace and rest, and so, so we like and we tend to drift and pull into our spiritual comfort zone, because comfort is, we think, a good thing as it relates to our spiritual life, and it is, it is. Comfort, peace, rest, those are all really good things in your life if they're a byproduct. But if they're your pursuit, if you're pursuing in your life, if your goal spiritually is to have comfort and peace and rest, what you've done is you've taken something that God wants to give you, you're chasing it for yourself, and instead of being a byproduct, it actually becomes an idol in our lives. And so, so comfort can actually be an idol for us and the way to address that, the way to lean into it in our lives is to be willing to say, hey, like, I'm willing to get out of my comfort zone. I'm willing to get out of this place of comfort and ease and rest in my life. I'm willing to step out and I'm willing to, to chase God and I'm willing to see what God would give me because as you and I step out of our comfort zones, what we find is God blesses us with comfort and peace and rest in our lives. And so, so really the point of our time together today is I wanna talk with you about, about how to step out of your spiritual comfort zone, like how you could do that, what that would look like in your life and, and what's out there for you from God. And to do that, I want us to look at two different people in the Bible and two different people who are willing to step out of their comfort zone so that we can see the faithfulness of God and how he, he moves towards us when we move towards him, so what that could look like for you, and then some maybe next steps that you could take in that. And I'll wrap all this up with some questions for you guys to be able to reflect on, maybe on the ride home or in your small group this week, but some questions for discussion, reflection to really let this stuff start to filter down 
into our lives. So to jump into this, we're gonna start with, he's my favorite Bible person besides Jesus, because like Jesus has gotta be your favorite, but besides Jesus, my favorite person in the Bible is a guy named Abram, or Abraham. He shows up in Genesis chapter 12, so the very front of the Bible, Genesis one through 11, is kind of its own little section of Genesis, the beginning book of the Bible, and then chapter 12 through the end is really about Abraham and about his family. Abraham is actually identified later in the Bible as the father, the spiritual father of people who have faith in God. And the reason he was given the honor of that title, being our spiritual father, is because he was willing to step out of his comfort zone. And so we're just gonna read a few verses from the story of his life, starting in Genesis chapter 12, verses one through three, or verses one and two, The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation, I'll bless you, I'll make your name great, and you will be a blessing. And so this this is the first interaction that we know of between God and this hero of our faith, this father of our faith, is that God just kinda invades his life. And we know from other places in the Bible that, that Abram, was, he was just the guy. He was living his life, he was doing his thing, he was worshiping the same gods that the other people around him were worshiping. Like he was, just, he was just a guy in a place. And God steps into his life and, and makes this statement, like makes this statement to him, he says, go. And this reads like a command, but it's actually an offer. It's actually an offer. What God says to Abram, he says, hey, listen, if you... If you will go from what's comfortable and easy for you, if you will go from what's known for you, if you'll get out of your spiritual comfort zone, then I will bless you. And maybe another way to say that is God, God looked at him and said, hey, listen, so you, can, you could have the best that you could get or you could have my best for you. And so God just offers him this exchange. If, if you will go, then I will do, I will bless you. And so I love how this kind of breaks down reading through this. If you'll go from, and there's just kind of, there's these three things that God calls him out of. If you'll go from your country, a national pride is not a new thing. It's, it's, it exists in every nation and it, it's throughout history. It was the place where he lived. If you'll go from your country, the place where you, you identify yourself as being one of these people, if you'll go like, I live here, And if you'll go from this place where you live, go from your country, go from your people, the culture in which you live, you know how life works, where it's familiar, you speak the language, you understand how the world operates in this particular place. Go Go from where you live, go from this culture in which you are familiar and comfortable and know how to navigate, and from your father's family. Move from the neighborhood and the people that you know and are familiar with, love some of them, maybe not love all of them, but if you, will, if you will go from, I want you to go from your country, this place that you are very familiar with, your people, this culture in which you live and you know how it works, and your father's family, go from the people that are closest to you. I want you to go from there and go to a land that I will show you. And that's all he got. If that's all the information that he got, I want you to leave everything that is known 
and familiar and comfortable for you, and I want you to go to this land that I'm gonna show you. And, and God steps in, and not a lot of relationship between God and Abram at that point, just, he just offers him, hey, listen, hey, if you'll, if you'll leave your comfort zone and go to this place that I will show you, then what happens next, I will give you, like you will move from your comfort zone into my blessing zone. Right? If, you'll, if you'll leave the place that you know and what's comfortable for you, what will happen for you is I will bless you. And, and I will bless you, and God said to him, I'll bless you in some particular ways, and on top of I will bless you, I will also make you a blessing to the people who are around you. And so God makes this offer to people, like I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. Now you gotta know, this, this kind of offer is still available to people like you and me today. Like this was not a one-time offer. So for Abram, it was, it was very specific. God called him from some very specific things. I want you to leave your country and your people and your father's family, and I want you to go to this specific place. Like he was very specific with him, and the blessing that God promised to give to him was very specific. I'm gonna give you a place, land, and I'm gonna give you family, descendants, and through you, everybody's gonna be blessed. Like he gave him some very specific things. But, but he did not, like for you and for me, that offer of blessing is still open to us. For people who are willing to get out of their comfort zone, God is willing, like you will find yourself not just in outside, like you will find yourself in God's blessing zone if you're willing to leave what's spiritually comfortable and spiritually easy for you. I think it's really interesting when God calls people out of their comfort zone, he seems to be consistently vague, right? So like, Abram, I want you to leave. Like, let me tell you specifically what I want you to leave so you know what I want you to leave. Here's where, it's gonna, like, here's where you're gonna go. You're gonna go to this place that I'm gonna show you. Now, if you read the rest of the scripture, we find out where he went. It was actually ended up being a seven to 800 mile on foot or camel journey, and it was a place where he was a stranger, where he was not known, where he didn't necessarily speak the language. Like, it was this whole new place and God made this offer to him. He says, if, you, if you'll leave this, what's known and familiar to you and kind of go with me out into the unknown, if you'll walk with me out into the unknown, there's blessing for you out there. I will bless you. And on top of that, you get to be a blessing to the people who are around you. And that offer's still open. That offer is still open for people like you and me from God. If we fight to stay in what's comfortable and easy for us, if we just create our own little bubble where we're good, where I'm good, don't mess with me, it's okay, like I'm here and I kinda got my rhythm and I got my routine and I like this. If, if we stick there, life is fine in that comfort zone, right? Life is fine in that comfort zone, but there's so much more that God offers to people like you and me. If we're willing to take a step outside of what's known and what's comfortable for us into the unknown that God is calling us into. And so Abram, the spiritual father of people who have faith in God, his life, his journey with God starts with this, with this big call in his life, this big opportunity that was given to him. He didn't know how massive this was gonna be that people like us were sitting here thousands of years later pointing back to him. He didn't have any idea what the ripple effect of this decision was. He just knew that God had stepped in and said, hey, 
I want you to leave some stuff that's very familiar and easy for you. And I want you to go with me into you're not really sure what. And if you'll go with me into you're not really sure what, what you're gonna find there is my blessing for you and my blessing through you. And people like you and me can take God up on that today. If we'll leave the things that we're comfortable with and step out into, we're not really sure what. What's out there is God's blessing on us and through us. And we learn that from Abram. This is, this is the kind of God he is. He's continually calling people out of their comfort zone. The next guy that I want us to talk a little bit about this weekend is the Apostle Peter. So we're jumping forward several thousand years in biblical history, and we're moving from what we know as the Old Testament into the New Testament. These are the guys, Peter was one of the guys who walked with Jesus on the earth. He was one of Jesus' first followers. In the Gospel of Matthew chapter four, Jesus one day was walking beside the Sea of Galilee and he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, who's the guy that we're kind of dialing in right now, and his brother Andrew. And they were casting a net into the lake because they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I'll send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and followed him. So Jesus was a rabbi. He was a teacher, ancient Judaism. He was, he was known as a rabbi, he was known as a teacher. And follow me was actually a pretty common thing for a rabbi or for a teacher to say to prospective students. What's, what's interesting about this interaction that Jesus had with, with Peter and Andrew on this particular day, like they knew who Jesus was. They knew that he was a rabbi, they knew that he was a teacher, but they never expected him to say to them, follow me because that was what rabbis said to prospective students and Peter and Andrew had been done with school for a while. Right? There was not really such a thing in their day as a non-traditional student, somebody who leaves the workforce to go back into to get an education, that's not how it worked. You just kind of stayed in the education system as long as there was a teacher who wanted you and at some point, almost everybody washed out and these guys washed out and went to work. And they're working in their dad's fishing business. They're on their dad's fishing boat. And Jesus had been around. They knew who he was. They'd heard him teach. They'd probably seen him do some miracles. And, and so they were interested and intrigued by him. And one day he looks at them and he says, come, follow me. And they said yes to that. But notice what he called them from. He called them from fishing. He called them from the fishing business, which they knew they, their dad did it, they'd grown up in it, they'd hung out on school, non-school days, they'd hung out and probably helped him and mend the nets at night, like they knew fishing. And they were engaged, this was what they were gonna do with their entire life. He called them from what they had been moving towards for their entire life and he says to them, if you follow me, I'll show you how to fish for people. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? So if you're a church person, we've, for 2,000 years, you know, like we've known this story now as church people. If you're a church person and you've been around, like this idea of fishing for people, that's been thought through and dissected and taught. But if you are Andrew and Peter, and Jesus looks at you and says, hey, come follow me, and I'm, I'm gonna teach you how to fish for people. What in the world does that mean? And, and so Jesus, looking at these two guys, says, if you will leave everything you know, if you'll leave what is 
familiar and comfortable to you and come follow me, I'm gonna give you this new thing. You don't really know what this new thing is. You don't really understand what this new thing is. But I, what I give you, what I'm gonna give you outside of what is known and familiar will be way better for you and it'll be way better for the people who are around you. And, and because of who Jesus is and was and because of what they knew about him and because of the move of God in their lives, these two guys said yes to this. They just, they left everything. The story tells us they left everything. Immediately they left their nets and they followed after him. And so, so they, they began this incredible journey of being guys who get to live with Jesus and learn this idea of fishing for people. And so one day they're with Jesus and, and he wants to be alone and he sends them, so they're kind of up on a mountain and he sends his followers down to the Sea of Galilee. They're in a boat and they're going across. The Sea of Galilee is a big lake and it is about 13 miles long, and it's about six miles wide, and they're going across the six-mile-wide part. So these are guys in an ancient little wooden fishing boat. It's probably got a sail, and they're rowing, and a storm comes up. And the Sea of Galilee is famous for the storms that come up on it. It was dangerous for them, and so they're fighting wind, and they're fighting waves, and these experienced fishermen are struggling for their lives to get their boat across to the other side of the lake. And Jesus has come down from the mountain. This is Jesus walking on the water. So this, this amazing miracle story of Jesus now walking on the water to, towards his disciples and they're fighting the winds and the waves and they see him out there on the water and they do not know what that is. And there's fear amongst them, there's fear in the boat. They thought he was a ghost, which kind of makes me laugh that Jesus' followers believed in ghosts. They thought he was a ghost out there walking on the water, and he just tells them, hey, see, listen, it's me. It's me, don't be afraid. And, and when he told them, it's me, don't be afraid, Peter, Peter, the guy who was willing to, to stop, to leave fishing and become a fisher of people, Peter says this, he says, Lord, if it's you, and like wind and waves, like, so he's yelling this, right? Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. What an idea, right? What an idea. Would, would that idea cross your mind? I don't think it crosses my mind. Lord, if that's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. And then Peter got down out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. This, this amazes me. This amazes me that the idea crossed his mind that he is, he is safe as he can be in the boat. Now, they're not safe because of the winds and the wave. It's dangerous, but he's in the safest spot. And from the safety of his spot in the boat, he looks at, Lord, if, if that's you out there, I wanna come do that with you. I wanna come do that with you. And, and what I grab from that, for particularly for our time together this weekend, is Jesus takes volunteers. Jesus takes volunteers. If you're hearing me and we're talking about comfort zone and you know you're in yours, 
and you know it's a place you've been for a while and you're starting to feel maybe a little bit stirred about this, but you're like, hey, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't, I've never heard, like Abraham, I never heard God call me and say, hey, I want you to leave something specific and go to something unknown. Or like Peter and Andrew at the beginning, like, hey, I, I've never heard him say, come follow me. He takes volunteers. If, if, if there's something that you see in your life, you're in your comfort zone, and there's something outside of your comfort zone where you can kind of see, it's the, the question that Peter asked at the start is really important. Lord, is that you? Right, because if it's not Jesus, you don't want to walk towards it, but Lord, if that's you, if that's you, I want to come be part of that deal. Like, Lord, if that's you out there, I want to come get in on what you've got going out there. Jesus takes volunteers. And people who volunteer to get what's out of comfort and what's comfortable for them and what is safe for them and what is known for them and raise their hand and say, Lord, if you're in that, like those people, I am, I am so inspired by them. I was thinking about our church. I kind of asked some of our team about, okay, so I'm gonna be talking about this this weekend. Who do you think about when you think about people who are raising their hand to get out of the boat? And so kind of the list we came together, I'm really proud of our adult detention center team. So if you come around here, you know that every other week we, we have a campus in the Olmstead County Adult Detention Center. And so we have people in our church, as far as I know, none of them have ever been to jail. And they raised their hand and said, hey, I would like to go, I would like to be part of that team of people who each weekend or every other weekend, they go into the Olmstead County Adult Detention Center and put, like do church for people who don't have the option to come to church. And to me, that is an amazing thing, that they would step from whatever's going on in their life, from whatever's, whatever's been easy for them, whatever's been known, the other kind of ministries, the service opportunities they've said yes to, this is a step out. Like This is a step out beyond that. And our, our, that team, like I'm, I'm so inspired by them. And I'm so grateful that the people like that are part of our church and we get to be around them, we get to be part of the stories that they have to tell. These are people who, like they just raised their hand and said, Lord, if you're in that, like if you're in that, I would like to go be part of that. And so I'm really excited about that group. I'm so impressed by our families who did VBS this year in their neighborhoods. I don't know if you knew this, we had VBS at church the first night and the last night, but the rest of the time, VBS was in people's homes in their neighborhoods, they invited friends and families to come to their home and to have fun and to engage with who Jesus is and the offers that he makes to us. And they, they took a risk, they took a step and went public with their faith in their neighborhoods and amongst their family. And I'm so, so impressed by that group of people who'd be willing to say yes, like, okay, I don't really know what that's gonna be like. I don't know what my neighbors are gonna think. I don't know what family members are gonna say when they hear... But let's, like, let's do it, yes, let's do it. Lord, if you're out there, I wanna come out there and be with you. Our care group leaders. So we have, we have several care group ministries that are here, part of our church, people who have been through seasons of struggle in their lives and who meet with people who are in those struggles now and it's a beautiful opportunity to help people find healing. And so I was thinking about our grief share team and how people are willing to enter back into their own grief to help people who are going through it find the kind of healing that Jesus offers for grief. And people who are finding victory in their addiction recovery. 
If they are willing to engage with people who are needing to experience the victory that Jesus gives us over these kinds of things, people who are finding peace after their own divorce, they're helping other people find Jesus' peace as those relationships come apart, people who are on their own cancer journey, providing support and encouragement for other people who are struggling through with this disease, helping them find life and hope that Jesus gives. People who are pursuing mental health and well-being, they're helping others find the healing that Jesus gives to us. It's not their comfort zone. It's not their comfort zone. It's not easy for them. It, it, it asks a lot of them. And yet, they're willing to raise their hand and say, hey, yeah, me. If, if Jesus, if you're in this, like if you're in this, I would, I, would, I would leave my own comfort and my own ease and my own peace and I would enter in so that I could be part of blessing on my life and blessing through my life and to the lives of other people. For those of you who signed up to be in a small group, this may not seem like a lot to some people, but if you signed up to be in a small group and you don't know who else is in that group, you don't know anything about them other than they signed up too, like that is so gutsy. It is so gutsy to, to be willing to step out of your comfort zone into relationships that you don't know how they're gonna go. I mean, granted, it's only like, what, six or seven weeks if it's for this series, but still, but still, to not know who's gonna be in that group, what their story's gonna be like, with how that, and you signed up anyway, that is awesome, that is awesome. That is, that is stepping out of your comfort zone into that blessing zone, where God will pour his blessing on your life and through your life into the lives of those who are around you. And we get to experience this kind of stuff because Jesus takes volunteers. Jesus takes volunteers. You don't have to sit and wait for a particular call so that you know that I'm being called out of into. If you see God maybe at work somewhere, you could raise your hand and say, Lord, if that's you, I'd like to be part of that. And leave your comfort zone and end up in that land of blessing. I have a friend who, one of the things he prays regularly is, Lord, we will wait on you because you know, God's timing and our timing are not the same. And so, Lord, we will wait on you, but we don't you want you waiting on us. And I find that, like, that is, that is a, it's an inspiring prayer. It's a, it's, a, it's a risky prayer. It's a brave prayer to pray, Lord, we don't want you waiting on us. We're looking for where you are, and we're raising our hand and saying, hey, Lord, if that's you, if that's you, I wanna come out, and I wanna be part of that deal. And if you know this story about Jesus walking on water and about Peter getting out of the boat, one of the things you know happened in that is that Jesus, or Peter initially had his eyes on Jesus and then he became aware of the wind and the waves. And as soon as he became aware of the wind and the waves, he began to sink and he cried out to the Lord, Lord, save me. And Jesus grabbed hold of him and rescued him and put him in the boat. And, and what you have to know, what you have to know, if you're gonna be a person who's more like Abraham and you've heard God call you out of some specific things in a direction that you're gonna go, or if you're somebody like Peter who's raising his hand and say, Lord, if that's you, I wanna come, you gotta know there's always gonna be wind and waves. There's always gonna be wind and waves. You can expect, you should expect wind and waves in your life if you're the kind of person who's willing to step out because because when you step out of your comfort zone, you're, you're gonna find opposition. You're gonna meet opposition outside of your comfort zone. You have an enemy of your soul. 
You have an enemy of your soul and where he wants you is in your comfort zone. He wants you in that safe space where you are not at risk, where you're not experiencing the blessing of God, you're not experiencing the faithfulness of God in unique ways. Like he wants you in the place where you know and it's familiar to you, and so you can expect him to push back. And, and you're gonna change, you're gonna be a person who changes. And so anytime we change, like for internally, there's a little bit of us that goes, hey, hey, what, what, are, we, what are we doing here? Hey, what are we doing here? And, and you can expect a little pushback from the people who are around you, wind and waves, because you're changing. Like you're doing something different, and now we don't exactly know what to expect from you. You can expect pushback. There's always wind and waves. When change happens, there's always wind and waves. And what you know when you experience the wind and waves, what you also get to experience is the faithfulness of Jesus. Faithfulness of Jesus. These winds and waves. The wind and waves, I believe, are one of the main reasons that we resist change. I think it's one of the reasons, human beings. It's the wind and waves. It's the pushback. It's the... It's the fear of the unknown, and it is the, I, but I do know if I get out there, it's gonna get bumpy for me, and it will be bumpy maybe even for the people who are around me, wind and waves. You can always expect it, and, and I think this is one of the reasons that we don't wanna change is because of those wind and waves. I was listening to this talk a couple months ago, and I heard this statement by this guy named Ryan Leak, and I just have held on to it. It was really encouraging to me. He said this about us. People do not like change. It's true. We do not like change. We, as, as a race, as a human race, we do not like change. But what we like even less is mediocrity and irrelevance. If we're not willing to change, mediocrity and irrelevance is the destination for us. And, and so we get to be people who are willing to step from what is comfortable and easy in our lives into the kind of life that God is willing to bless and to bless us, to be a blessing through us. And so so what I really hope for us over these next six weeks, as we start this, my, my big encouragement to us today is just to be people who say, yes, I'm willing to get out of my spiritual comfort zone. Because for these next six weeks, we're gonna push that a little bit. And so what I'm really hopeful for us these next six weeks, because of what we're gonna do together, I really hope that you will hear God call you forward where you are in your spiritual life. So wherever you are, that you're gonna hear God speak to you and call you, and for some of you, that might be a call into the first time you've ever said yes to him and to the kind of life that he wants to give you through Jesus. For some of you, it might be a call back to a spiritual commitment maybe that you've made before, but you've drifted away, and so maybe you're gonna re-up on that spiritual commitment. Maybe for some of us, it's like a next step. It's a big next step. I've taken some steps, kind of like Peter, who said, yes, I'll follow you. I'll leave the safety of fishing business and go into this fishing for people, whatever that means, and kind of gotten settled in that, but not the out of the boat, wind and waves kind of deal. And so maybe for some of us, there's gonna be a next step of out of the boat, wind and waves. But if you'll, if you'll engage, if you'll engage, if you'll be the kind of person who's willing to leave your comfort zone, if you'll be the kind of person who will say, who say no to what's comfortable and easy, pursuing what's comfortable and easy, step out, step, step out, step forward into what God has next for you, what you'll get to experience over these next six weeks and beyond. You will get to experience God's blessing on your life and God's blessing through your life. And, and there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. So let me give you these questions just to kind of reflect on, to have conversations about, and then Ezra's gonna, I'll pray for us, and Ezra's gonna come out and kind of share with you some next steps you might take. So if you need to take a picture of this, it'd be all right, and I think we'll put it on the website 
some point in the next couple of days, so it'll be out there for you. But if you just grab a picture of this, it'll work. So first question, just an icebreaker question, what's the most comfortable piece of furniture in your home? Just start thinking about where you are comfortable. And then as we move into really what we're talking about today, how did that quote about change, mediocrity, and irrelevance make you feel? It's the one about Ryan, from Ryan Leak about people don't like change, but we like less is mediocrity and irrelevance. How do you, how do you feel about that quote? And then the third question, why do you think God was specific in what he called people from, but vague about what he's calling them to? Why do you think he's specific in what he's calling people from, but vague in what he's calling us to? I have some thoughts about that, but I'm sure you do too. And be good conversation to have. Then this last question is, has God ever called you out of your comfort zone? Like, have, you ever, have you ever heard God calling you forward? Whether you've said yes to it or not, have you ever heard God calling you forward? And so, chance to kind of share what maybe your spiritual journey has been like. And if you've heard him call you forward, what was that like? What was that like? Maybe, what did he call you from? What did he call you to? What did that feel like for you? And then the last question is, is what did you do with that? And maybe a follow-up to that as you're thinking about this is like, what should I do with that? What should I continue to do with that? So let me pray for us, and then Ezra's gonna come out and share some next steps with you. Would you guys bow your head and close your eyes with me? Heavenly Father, we're really grateful for the opportunities that you give to us to, to enter into your blessing. Thank you for the call that you, are, that you are making to us, the offer that we have to walk away from what is comfortable and easy and known and familiar to us, to step into the unknown with you. What we really want, what I want for myself and what I want for my friends, for our church, is that we would we would leave our comfort zone and get to be in your blessing zone. So your blessing can be poured out on our lives, can flow into us and can flow through us into the lives of the people who are around us. So we wanna hear from you and we are yes people. So we're saying yes to the next steps that you are calling us to take. We know, we know that you are there ahead of us and that there are good things for us the days ahead. So Jesus, all of this comes to us through you and we're really grateful and so we're praying these things in your name, amen.